in the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to The Other Kind of Radio, Talk Radio. This is, uh, it is October 22nd. This is episode 68. My name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd will be on shortly and give us the 411 on the number 68. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast. It takes a good look at pop culture and then orders a pizza. I'm trying to write some creative stuff here, folks. And some of it's just going to uh, miss, but that's okay. That's why you keep coming back. First time listeners are congratulated uh, on finding the podcast amongst the plethora of podcasts. And uh, welcome, welcome you to the other kind radio. Uh, returning kind listeners are welcome back. We appreciate your support and edu- and dedication. Ooh, Jeff's going to have tough time reading. I will say real quick asterisk to, uh, stop the showdown, both Todd and I, and this is one reason why it's been, um, a little bit since we've, uh, dropped a show. Look at me using the lingo. Um, things have just been extremely busy. We're both a little sleep deprived, so we're going to do our best today to make sure that we still have a show that's coherent However, we're going to need a little, that, that, that huge margin of error that you, the kind listener, give us every week. We're, <laughs> we're going to need you to widen that a little bit more, just uh, maybe 10 or 15 yards. Okay? All right. Back to the show. Uh, returning kind listeners, welcome back. We appreciate your support and dedication. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and we appreciate you putting us between your ears. Uh, as always, we encourage all of our listeners to like, subscribe the show. By doing so, you are helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by sleep, one of the most value co- valued commodities in our daily lives. Sleep, like sex, we spend a majority of our time chasing, and when we finally get some, it never lasts as long as we'd like. Now let's bring on my podcast partner. He is a family generator, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, dive bar boombox founder, and all around a renaissance man live from his studio somewhere near, but not in or located specifically around the town of Dallas, Texas. Please welcome Todd. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I... I was really kind of feeling sleepy until you threw out that most profound statement. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm in awe of you, Jeff. The pizza one? You like the pizza one? We take a good look at pop culture and order pizza? No, it was the uh, just like <laughs> sex that, you know, sleep never lasts long enough. I Oh, that one. I, I, I'm i in awe of you at this oh, very point. Thanks, man. I, 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 I'm speechless. And so... I want to thank everyone for coming out to episode 68. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's get some sleep. Um, <laughs> how are you doing, bud? How are you holding up? I know you've had some busy weeks. Uh, they had a big storm this past week. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it looks like everything's good. Yeah. Between the, uh, you know, the normal things of raising a teenager, which means that you stay up until one o'clock because she's doing papers and whatnot. Oh, to throw in tornadoes throughout the Dallas area. And one of them decided to come through about 10 miles north of us at 12 30 at night so yeah we we spent the little 30 40 minute hunkered down in the pantry and but you know hey i'm good and we we've had a little bit of health issues here for for some in-laws and that looks like it's kind of clearing itself up so it's been stressful and i know you've got a lot of stuff that's coming your way too so you know that's the cool thing at least in this we maybe to the podcast world friends through a podcast but we are friends that you know i appreciate you checking in on me and and i know you're say some stuff too so when i don't check in on you it doesn't mean that i'm not a good friend no 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 i wasn't uh i wasn't even going there i just want to uh kind of get the kind listener up to date i'm I'm trying to get some sympathy sympathy points for us just because you know it's been a couple days since we've uh broadcast but in all seriousness i'm glad you're safe uh and of course um you know we're keeping those that uh weren't on the good side i said or i don't know if there is a good side for a tornado but uh we're affected by the tornado the families and everybody that are displaced hopefully uh they'll be taken care of here quickly 
Um, <clears throat> all right. So we'll uh, we've got a few things to go over today. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Todd's take on, which is gonna be about Watchmen, the new HBO series. Uh, I'm gonna cover uh, a new Netflix series called uh, Living with Yourself in Jeff's Judgment. But on the main stage, and I went back and listened to the first episode of this. It was one of the, it was, I think it was the second episode we did. We played, and it's, I'm glad we've made progress, a little bit of progress. Um, we played a game where, where uh, it was called, I kept saying, um, name the movie, but I named the episode Guess the Flick. So never in the episode that we did the first time did I ever say Guess the Flick. So we are going to rebrand this, scrub it up. It's Todd versus Jeff. Guess the flick part to be to be sophisticated. Uh, for, for those that may not know what that is, basically, Todd and I have picked three movies, um, and we're going to play a short clip from the movie, and then the other person has to try and guess. So, as an example, if I played this, no, I am the father. Then Todd would guess that it was dental or whatever it is you know and that's one thing um <clears throat> yes i'm sorry I'm, I'm getting away from our point here uh he doesn't say luke i'm your father no he says no i'm your father yeah that's always the the fun thing in, in movie history we will uh, probably pop culture history i don't want to you know bat, make this only movies and we do this but we will sort of truncate whatever it yeah. becomes and uh Shelly and i when we tried to have another child and, and never could succeed we talked about naming our child luke and it was because she had met a very sweet little boy named luke and i was like you cannot do that to a star wars freak because everybody would come up and go luke i'm your father <laughs> i fell prey to it um and I, for whatever reason we love to do those little mishmash of movie clips it's much like the the casablanca the famous Played again, Sam. He never says played again, Sam. He says played again the right. way you did for her. And and, and just it, like the song, um, what is it? Big Air, Big Airliner, Big Airliner. I always thought it was Big Old Jet Adelino, mm -hmm. but it's Big Air Jetliner. So maybe we'll do. Uh, I'll put. I'll make a note here. And uh, I was about to say, there's a fun episode to do. Let's yeah. take. A, here's a song, and let's you know, let's talk about the twisted way we heard the lyrics the first time awesome so that's going to be on center stage and then at the end of the show we have some updates we have some new followers and listeners that i want to thank but before we get too much further let's turn it over to todd who has this is one of my favorite uh, segments just so you know um mainly because i don't have to produce anything uh, with the significance of the show number 68 todd tell us about the number 68 so I, I want to warn everyone that I think it's in preparation that 69 is such a revered number with so many lovely little meanings around it, that 68 is kind of getting the, uh, uh, let's just say it's getting the shaft because it doesn't have a whole lot of things to it. So I'm going to try to trip through this. Number one here is that 68 is a parent number, which means that they are defined by the recurrence relation of P to N, P to N minus two, P to N minus three, or N is greater than two. I have no idea what I just said. I just, uh, I just, I just, you just broke my my brain. Okay, so the it's also a number meaning that it repeatedly summons the squares of its digits eventually leads to one. Uh, and you want to talk about? Here's a. I may post this on Twitter today. Uh, please this do. Mathematical formulation. I'm like, I have no idea here here let's at least get into um oh my goodness we won't be saying that um <laughs> 68 is an atomic number or the or erbium of a oh whatever who cares uh, it is also the number of teams within the ncaa divisions uh one basketball tournament there's our pop culture relevance <laughs> Man, that number, uh, yeah, it, it kind of gets screwed around a bit. I'm, uh, I'm kind of interested in the uh, one that you wouldn't read. Uh, well, we try to keep a somewhat clean show, <laughs> and I had no idea that it had this kind of meaning. So, no. Okay. Well, for those of you, you're right because we're gonna we're, we're trying to keep it clean here. For those of you that want to know, just go Google what what sexual meeting for sixty eight. 
Yeah, whenever you if you go to the Wikipedia, Wikipedia, you can just put in the number 68 and it, it'll tell you these things. You, you'll read it and go, well, Todd, that's not that bad until you start reading between the lines of what it's saying. And it's like, oh, hey, hello. So, yeah, not really on the show. that's fantastic. All right. So number 68, getting close to 69. And, and again, our uh, our continuing uh, journey towards episode 100. Um, before we get into Todd's take on, um, I do want to send a shout out to Jay Fro. He and I had, uh, lunch, uh, a while back and he had recently purchased a Tesla and, uh, th- that's just the coolest thing in the world. In fact, when we were leaving the restaurant, uh, he got out his phone and pressed a button in the car, backed out of the spot and then came up right to the side of the, uh, restaurant and uh, he got in and, and drived away. So I, you know, geek wise drived away. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Drove away. Um, just a cool geeky, geeky car. And Lord knows if I if I had the, the the cabbage, I definitely would get one. Have you have you ridden in one? You have a lot of famous friends. So have you ridden in one? And how many have you bought? So famously, I want to own one, and I was on the verge of buying the, you know, the the more economical one, <clears throat> and unfortunately got in a wreck, and they weren't available at that time. So right now, I'm trying to finish out my lease, and I'm going to buy one. Um, I yes, I've ridden in it, and I think they're amazing little cars. I just, I, I love them. Well, I tell you what, Nick, when you get that, just, you know, I'll hack it. <clears throat> I'll pay somebody to uh, give you some sleeping pills, and then I will have it drive you up here. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a Philip K. Dick novel where you're overtaking technology to twist the common man. I like it. Okay. I like it. All right. Uh, coming to a theater near you. Um, just a couple other mentionables here. Joker, Joker is still printing its own money. Um, I'm very glad to continually read that uh, this film is doing well. Um, I'm also, and this is going to sound bad to the kind listener uh, who has a soft spot for Will Smith, but I'm very happy that Gemini Man is tanking. <clears throat> Ding. I think that was a. Uh, I think that was a bad. Bad uh, call all around. Okay, not not and Wolf Smith and the crew and everybody—they've all been paid. It's the people that invested in that are already millionaires. They were probably losing a little bit of money. Um, and then earlier this week, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, did I hear about this quickly and then spend uh, literally the next hour to the point that the significant other came in and said, "What are you doing?" All I hear is the Star Wars music playing over and over again. That's right, folks. The new Star Wars trailer dropped, and boy, is it yummy. It, it Was that a toss to me? Yeah, I think it was a weak toss. It was more of a flip, a flick. Here's the problem. I hated it. Oh, what? It, it feels to me, it's like, okay, how many times do I have to see Ray training? How many times do I have to hear the introspective thing about what the force means? The force like sex. How many many ships can you put on a screen at (laughs) one time? It's like, oh my God, I I feel like that Star Wars in that trailer has become McDonald's. It is, there's no relevance to truth or storytelling. It's only, hey, by the way, the Big Mac now has 68,000 pieces of cheese on it. Bob, we need more ships. I need, I need, I need millions of ships. Yeah, there are a lot of ships. Well, it, it here to be fair, I yeah. didn't do what you did, which is, and I've done that before, where I just like, oh my god, this is great. I'm just repeating. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I think Rogue One, when it first came out, it felt so genuine to the original Star Wars that I did watch that one a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I watched this one the first time, and I went, really? And then the next day, I thought, okay, I got to watch it. Then. The next day I watched again and I was like, I guess that would have been yesterday. I'm sorry, because of my, all my crap going on, that has been smushed together in two days. So over the last two days, I finally watched it. And it was yesterday morning that I was on my computer working. I went, okay, I'm going to watch it. And I'm just going to focus on what I believe to be the potential of the story. And I actually kind of liked it. I still hate the whole very cheesy. I'm looking at my friends one last time. <laughs> I hate it. Good C-3PO though. No, thank you very much. Um, to uh, harbor a very effeminate Englishman <laughs> inside of me, I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I, I was pretty pumped about it, and 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 I agree with with everything that you said there. The thing is, though, <clears throat> Star Wars hits and taps such a primal kid area of my brain that they could have played the Star Wars theme, which was updated a little bit, and I did like it, mm-hmm. and had puppies falling over each other for, you know, the three or four minutes of the trailer last, and I would have been just as excited. Um, well, Jeff, I don't disagree with you because I, I've said it nauseum how much that franchise means to me. And I, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just Last Jedi that I just despised. And I still try to, I, in fact, if you go to my Netflix account right now, you'll see Last Jedi is up there continue watching because literally I'll go in every once in a while and just watch 10 minutes and just go, oh, God, and walk away. I don't know if it shr- put such a shroud over it that I'm not that excited. Right. I think about Mandalorian, the TV show that's coming to Disney Plus. I'm just extremely geeked. I love everything yeah. I'm seeing. So I think maybe it's a little bit of tired head with the whole Skywalker saga. I don't know that I think that it's very warranted what they've done. Right. Right. That story. All all good points and and I I'll be excited to see it and of course we'll talk about it here Absolutely. on the other kind of radio. Um, <clears throat> I do want to give an update to the other kind of listener. And, uh, of course, Todd last week, I, uh, announced I am going to do a couch to 10 K in honor of 10,000 listens. We are rapidly approaching 10,000 listens to the show. Uh, so I want to give you week one update. Here is your week one update. I did not train this past week. <laughs> Well, we're, we are on really good course here. Let's hear about it, Jeff. Uh, you know, when it said couch to 10K, I thought the first week was couch. So we have completed couch week. Um, it has, uh, it went well. I think I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm feeling that my, my couchiness yes. is, is advanced almost to a PhD level. Um, so uh, I, I, I owe an apology to the kind listener and an apology to uh, my podcast partner, Todd. This next week, we'll have the actual training begin, and uh, I'll report back. But that's that's it as far as the t- Couch to 10K I, update. I'd like to say to that eventual 10,000th listen that we get, yeah, I, I value you to the point that I'm off of my couch. Now, I'm not going to run a 10K, but I value Jeff apparently still on that couch. So maybe <laughs> when Jeff gets off the couch, we'll get that 10,000th listen. That's right. That's right. That's, that's really hard to say. 10,000th listen. 10,000th listen. Lord, that's a weird little. Yeah. 10K. 10K listen. No, listen's just up. Oh, also, <laughs> not on the run sheet. Yes. I, I have an update for the other kind of listener that you just made me remember. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we were discussing what the plural. You are a you live in a in your town, so you are an Alanite. Hmm? Oh God, I'm not going to be able to say this. Uh, Omaha people from Omaha are Omahans. 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 Okay. <laughs> Which doesn't sound. I where oh did you where are you from? I'm an Omahan, and I I had to get that checked because it it's almost almost like C and I can't even say that, but you know what I mean. If somebody says where are you from, you can say Omaha. Just Omaha, I'm from- right? Is, so is it Omaha A N or is it I A N? What what is it? I think it's A N. I didn't get the spelling, but it's because Omaha- I wanted you to be an Omahaian. Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> Everything about you, for some reason, I want to sing today. I don't oh, know why. Oh, we're in singing song hey, mood, yeah. Jeff, are you ready for the main stuff? <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and uh, uh, someday I'm going to get these moved over so I can find them. Let's go ahead and get out the projector. Ah, uh, yes, so warm, so nice. That means it's time for Todd's take on. Todd, what's your take on this week? My take on is the new HBO series Watchmen, which is from creator Damon Lindelof, famous of probably most famous of creating the TV phenom Lost with J.J. Abrams. Oh, 
I, I like to throw out more so that he was the creator of the HBO adaptation of The Leftovers, which is a side note, if you want to watch a, a show that really, it took three seasons and it beautifully told its story and it got in and got out, go watch that show. It is a, it's a lovely little moment that you can watch. But he has turned his eye to adapting Watchmen, which is a famous comic book from Alan Moore um, that, uh, and, and um, not to sugar, to put the, uh, put down the artist but Dave Gibbons also I almost forgot that but that came out in 1986 and it was kind of a, a reductionist tale if you've not seen it where <clears throat> it's not so much about the superheroes as it is about the abuses of power and things like that if you watched Amazon's The Boys I think it owes yeah. a definite nod of the hat towards Watchmen and the, the book is, man, you, you read that book and you think, wow, this is very different. And it, it, when it came out, it was a, a game changer for a lot of people. Now, Zack Snyder went on in 2009 to adapt it as a movie, which, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. It has moments that work. It has moments that seem a little sluggish. But what Damon Lindelof has done is create a TV show that does not adapt the comic book as much as it's a continuation of the story. Imagine that if if you want to go kind of get a truncated mishmash version of the comic go watch the movie and then imagine that a few years later this is what the world is like after the events of that movie and this stars regina king don johnson's in there there are a lot of faces that you will know uh i just found it fascinating it was you know it's the best of science fiction i guess is what you'd call it where you don't have to know the story. You All you have to know is that there are heroes and something has happened. And it just becomes this weird look at what we do to each other as far as biases and things like that. Again, I found it fascinating. I have also, I've also watched this. Um, I don't have the comic book uh, knowledge um, that probably some of the kind listeners have or, or my, my podcast partner, Todd. Um, but, uh, I, I was able to slip into this pretty comfortably. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I like, I like this trend of, and I shouldn't say trend cause it's been around for a long time, but I'm liking it that these types of shows are being ma made where the heroes are a little bit different and it's, you know, so much different than what, what I grew up watching when you'd watch Superman or Spider-Man or anything like that. Um, it's killing me that it's weekly. Uh, I, you know, so I don't know if I will watch every week. It maybe I'm gonna take a few weeks off and then be able to binge them because I I can't wait to see what's uh, what's happening. I also uh, the geek part of my brain likes the kind of it's not steampunk, but it's just kind of anti-technology. I guess I don't know what the right verbiage is for that. I bet you're. Uh, your podcast uh, guy that's on Minute of the Apes that owns the comic book store, I think he would be, yeah, uh, he would probably be able to come up with that term better than I can. I, I don't know that I see. You know, I don't. I don't know what at, you're reaching for, but I, I do know it's that. Um... It's it's like the the ship that they have. You know, it's it's it it's not sleek. It's not something like the X Men would fly around in. Well, and what's funny in that ship is that, and, and I am not the most well-versed Watchmen fan. I do find it to be a very fascinating work. Alan Moore, if you ever want to read about a, a, a person that is very bizarre and unique, go read about Alan Moore. He famously hates anything that's an adaptation of his work. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he despises this because what he says is, hey, I created this to be a comic book, not a TV show, not a movie. He just, he does not want adaptations. Um, he has a very unique turn on things. And, and I think that that flying ship intentionally owes a nod to the, the character of the owl, yeah. like the comic where he flies around in it. And I agree with you that it's a very unique look. Right. And that's what I found interesting is that the technology now from the superheroes has permeated itself down to the law enforcement. Right. I, I, there's something very interesting about that kind of stuff, you know, and, and they are never going to acknowledge it in the show. I would not imagine. And that's what even makes it more fascinating. Right. Does, uh, has HBO announced how many episodes they're going to be? 
No, they've not. Uh, well, they may have, and I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I, I admit again to being, I am turning into a little bit of a Damon Lindelof fanboy because as much as Lost gets beat up, and rightfully so, you know, um, I, I think we have to remember that it's easy to turn a finger and go, well, Lost lost, lost its way. Right. Um, lost was the first, or, or in the first group of these shows that said we're going to tell a serialized story. Networks didn't know what to do with it. They didn't expect it to be a hit. And when it did, they started trying to bolster it, say, saying, let's go. The creators said, well, we've got a, this kind of story. We have to focus it. I, I actually admire Damon Lindelof for trying to take Lost and pinpoint it down to a story. Right. It didn't work, but I admire that. And then the, the reason I brought up The Leftovers is I think that show is just beautiful and it's not it is not a ground it's 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 the one i don't know if you heard about it jeff where three percent of the population suddenly disappears oh yeah i've seen all of it yeah and and i just thought you know i know it's based on a novel or a series of novels um i thought his work in that where it was we're never going to make this into this grand bombastic thing we're just going to tell a simple true story about what it what loss means and wow i i'm still stunned by that so i cannot wait to see what he does with this show i think it's going to be amazing if hbo stick with it and the numbers are pretty good yeah the numbers uh at least uh from what i'm initially kind of gleaned from the web are pretty good and i and i think lost the one thing the asterisk that should be next to lost is wasn't that show at at its at its apex and then there was a, a writer strike right there was something going on so it was like you know, or they didn't know if they were going to get picked up. So they, in some ways, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner, um, trying to navigate other circumstances outside of uh, what they had control on. Yeah, I, I think that that famously, you know, why why we have shows that work now, why Breaking Bad works so beautiful is that Vince Gilligan <clears throat> said, "I'm going to tell this story, and this is how it'll end." <clears throat> Excuse me, and I think that Lost. The pitch was people all uh, on an airplane crash onto an island that's full of mystery. And I yeah. think that's it. They didn't ever explain what where the mystery comes from. And as a writer, I believe that when you go into that with that viewpoint, you're automatically, you know, and hate to this is going to be such a bad shot, but you're automatically lost. Right. You don't know, especially in a story that is based around mystery. If you don't know what the mystery is, you're never going to find it. Yeah, um, and, and you definitely feel that in the later episodes too. Yeah, yeah, and and so uh, look, you can again, you can point a lot of fingers and and deservedly so towards Lost and its stumbles. However, what you cannot do is to put it aside and say it's not even relevant because without Lost, without Battlestar Galactica, without shows like that, we don't have the current slate of shows that we have now that tell these serialized stories. We just don't. You're right. You're absolutely right. Anything else uh, to the kind listener that's checking out Watchmen on HBO? You know what? No, there's nothing else. Just please, please, please go support the show because I think everybody, if you'll jump on board with this, I think we can have a really good ride ahead of us. All right, let's go ahead and take that projector. We'll put it away back in its little corner there. And, uh, oh, oh, the the kids like that. I don't know if the kids should watch Watchmen, though. Anyway. Kids go to sleep, okay? <laughs> yeah, kids go to sleep. Um, all right, so that takes us to Jeff's judgment. Um, so that has a question. Todd, what's uh, better than, um, good Lord, I had this all written out. Todd. We'll, we'll, re we'll rewind and try. Do I even have the rewind? There we go. Todd, what's better than one Paul Rudd? I don't know, Jeff. What's better than one Paul Rudd? Well, I'm glad that you asked me. It's the answer is two Paul Rudd on Netflix. Oh boy, come on. Um, there is a new show called Living with Yourself, and I promise you, it's a lot better than that intro. Jeff's Judgment is on the new show Living With Yourself on Netflix featuring Paul Rudd. Uh, the tale of the tape is the following. A man undergoes an experimental treatment to improve his life, only to be replaced by a new and improved version of himself. He must fight for his wife, his career, and his very identity. Uh, Timothy Greenberg is the creator. I've clicked on the link, and now we'll be looking quickly on IMDb to see what else he's done. 
Uh, he was born in 1970 in the U.S. He's a producer and writer known for Living With Yourself. I like how they say known for Living With Yourself, and it just came out. The Detour. Oh, and I guess he's uh, done some stuff with The Daily Show. Uh, uh, it, not going to go into who he's married to. Um, so this particular show, uh, and I just watched an interview this morning from the Conan um, show. I guess that's what it's called. He was on Conan talking about his um, this particular show that he did and has also got a really interesting interview on uh first we feast hot ones the where they eat all the hot wings that's actually where i learned about it um and it's a first of all just real quick it's easy to digest it's eight episodes i think they're a half hour long and it's just kind of you know it reminds me of multiplicity which had uh michael who was batman the first batman michael keaton yeah uh where you what would you do if you had another version of you this is a dark comedy um but it it is it's it's well done and as uh conan did so well in his because i want to give him credit because i agree with him what this show does really well is it's it's an aperitif it's it's bite-sized it's light you don't have to feel like you've learned anything about the you know yourself or the human race or mankind or anything larger than just a, a cool little story uh, to watch. I highly recommend the kind listener take some time and at least check out that first episode. And I also like that it's Paul Rudd in a bit of a darker role. I think we are so used to seeing him in um, movies like uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin and some other things where he kind of plays kind of the idiot comic, if you will, the goofy guy. It's nice to see him with a little uh, more serious role. And... Um, he acts, uh, let's see who the cast is here. I'm doing a, you want to, uh, and now with more on a show that he hasn't watched, here's Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I went down the rabbit hole as, as you said that. Th this is pull back the curtain time yes. for the listener. Ooh. Because said, I don't want to know who he's married to. I was like, well, I do now. <laughs> and so I, I've been down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> And it really has no relevance because I can't figure out who the hell she is. So thanks so much for completely pointing me in the opposite direction and saying, can you come back over here? Right. Also, um, it uh, so it's got Paul Rudd and then it's got uh, A-I-S-L-I-N-G-B-E-A. Aisling Bay, uh, who what? plays his wife. Um, that's the actress's name. Um and she's, I believe, got a Scottish accent, and she does a really good job in the show as well. This is officially the worst uh, <laughs> Jeff Judgment on in the history of the show. If you walk away with two things. One, yes, I'm an idiot. Two, if you have Netflix, go check this out and enjoy living with yourself. May I ask a question, Jeff? Yeah, go ahead. Are you doing the show from the couch? <laughs> It sounds like it, doesn't it? And you were you were the one in the pre in the pre show that was like, "Look, I'm really tired, so I may be kind of just out of it." And now I'm the one <laughs> failing. Thank goodness! I mean, it would be great to have some uh, music to play out of. Okay, um, so let's go ahead and take a look at that run sheet. And oh, I guess we're on our way to center stage. Where, uh, and I don't have any sound effect. Last time I played, I played the Olympic theme, and. Then I pretended that I didn't know what that was. You said, oh, that's the Olympic thing. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. And I guess that got a laugh, unlike Jeff's judgment this week. Um, so here's the deal. We're going to do Todd versus Jeff. Guess the flick part due. And as I said earlier in the podcast, the way this works is uh, one of us will play a sound clip for the other. And then the other person, uh, the other podcast, podcast partner will try to name the movie, maybe an actor that's in it and the gear that it came out, each worth one point. Oh, and the other thing that was funny when I listened to that old episode, Todd, is we were trying to figure out the points on the fly, and my math was so bad, it was embarrassing. I mean, like, you know, it's like, okay, you have the possibility of making three points. There are three clips. Therefore, a perfect score is nine, and I came up with something like 27, even though we had five clicks ba clips back then. Uh, and I want to toss out something too that Jeff 
Jeff so astutely threw this to me last night that he had chosen a clip from the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Um, so I've done the same. We've kept it in that vein. I say we start with the 80s first. Copy. And the only reason I do bring up the relevance of that is that that really helps me because my my greater love of film goes from probably the 70s backward. Mm. And so immediately, I when you said that, I was like, okay, there, that's a really good famous clip. And so when you said that, I was like, uh, yeah, and no offense, I know Jeff's not seen this movie, and I would be being a jerk. So <laughs> this, I'm going to throw in one more clip. Okay. And I'm going to ask you if you know that clip, but th Ooh. that one won't count. So let's begin with the 80s. The bonus clip. You want to go first? Sure. Okay, I'm ready. All right, all right. <clears throat> here we go. And, and I'm queuing it up, and here we go in three, two. Yes, I know what it is. I'm good. And we have to apologize to the kind listener. We're having some te technical difficulties. So the clips are going to be kind of hard to hear, but I could tell helicopter and that uh, that music makes me think it is. Uh, now I can't remember it. Uh, it's got. Audio for strings is the piece of music. That's oh, okay. my favorite piece of music. Say that again. I was stepping on you. That's Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings. Adagio. Adagio. Actually, I, that got tongue-tied there. It sounds like a fancy way of introducing your dog. Uh, pardon <laughs> me? What do you have there? Oh, I have Adagio. Anyway, yes. So um, what's the clip? So it is, it's got Charlie Sheen in it. Mm -hmm. It did win Beck's picture. Yes, it did. My, Can you tell me what year? Um... It, it, it'd have to be later, so I'm going to say like around 88. Okay, that's very close. Okay. Um, and um, my brain, so let's step inside the brain of Jeff. Wow, there's a lot of room in here. Um, it, my brain is screaming, saving Private Ryan, and my other half of my brain screaming back, no, you idiot, that's not it. I can see the poster. It also has the great uh, William Defoe in it. Um, where he has his arms up in the air and he's looking up. Um, it's not killing fields. <laughs> and I, every kind listener right now is calling me an idiot. And I, I, I deserve all of that. I know it's Vietnam and I know it's all that. I can't think of it right now. What is it? Platoon. Oh God, of course. It was one of, ah, I am such, you know what? God, I'm an idiot. All the kind listeners, you have perfect points. I only got two on that. Oh, no, I only got one because I named Charlie Sheen that's in it and William Defoe. What year did it win Best Picture? 86. Also named that it was Best Picture, so you knew that. So give yourself a little credit for that. That won 1986 Best Picture. 86, okay. Great. Good job. Good. Thank you for starting out with a, a nice, easy one for me. Uh, I say easy that I didn't get. <laughs> um <laughs> We're still sleepy here, folks. We might even be asleep in doing this. This might be a dream. Okay, Todd, are you ready for your first clip from the 80s? Todd versus Jeff. Guess the flick part. Are you ready? I got both my cans on my ears. Here Let's you, go. All right, here you go, cans. Real quick, I'm sorry. When you know it, last time you and I went through this whole thing, we're, we're going to play the clip. When you know it, just raise your thumb up, and then we'll we'll get into it. Here we go. Hang on, guy. Bender, that's that's school property there. I mean, that's you know that's a belong to us. It's something not to be toyed with. It's very funny. Come on, fix it. You should really fix that. Am I a genius? No, you're an asshole. What a funny guy. Fix the door, yes, Bender. Everyone just shh. Listen, I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. No, fix no, the door. Get up there. Shut up! Shut up, damn it! Why is that door closed? Why is that door closed? How are we supposed to know? We're not supposed to move, right? All right, I'm getting this sign from Todd. Todd, tell us. Guess that flick part, dude. I'm going to say 
that's John Hughes' classic, The Breakfast Club? Wow, I got the ding, and it just went out into <laughs> any any. That's that's the film you want to try and do the year and the uh, and a, an actor for you can get three points. Um, Judd Nelson. So it's John Hughes, John Judd Nelson, and I'm going to guess. I I I know approximately that that would have been about eighty three. All right, I, and you know I don't even have the page pulled up. Pulled up. You want to? <laughs> Let me look at IMDb. Damn, Jeff, are you even in on this show with me today? <laughs> Nineteen eighty-five. What did you say? Eighty-three. Okay. I, I, here's what I knew: is that is a movie that I I worked at the Rialto Theater in Denison, and we showed that movie, and I was like, "That's around eighty-three, eighty-four, eighty-five," yeah. and I thought I'm going to go for the younger side of that. So I thought you were going to get it a lot quicker. Um, just because of that baseline. Do you remember the scene? It's where he takes the screw out and the door closes, but that baseline is. That's one of those movies that become working in a movie theater. I've seen, you know, even though you don't, when you work in a movie theater, you don't pay attention to the movie, but you've seen it 500 yeah. times, <laughs> um, especially because we are a one screen cinema. And yeah, I, it, it took a while for me to, I thought, is that Breakfast Club? But I don't, I honestly don't remember the baseline at all. Ah. So, all right, good there, Jeff. That you seriously almost stumped me. I mean, Ooh. I was. That's the reason I gave you more of like this. I was like, Ugh. yeah. That's that's the challenge of this. I mean, obviously, you can pick. You know, when little lambs go to go to get cherry pie from nineteen sixty seven and and be a jerk, but it's it's more fun to pick one that you you know was popular and that person should know about, but still might be a little fuzzy on it. Okay, Wait, so go ahead. You saw when lambs get cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> the the French version. Oh, okay. Yeah, not as good. Um, which reminds me of that joke that I love. You know why it's so dangerous for actors in black and white movies? Why? Because the traffic lights. Uh -oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're, uh, we're going to move past that, folks. Uh, you're listening to the other kind of radio. This is Todd versus Jeff. Guess the flick part two, and. I'm going into my second clip here that Todd's going to play for me again. I apologize for the audio. It's just, just the way it is. Um, we are in the 90s. And we yeah. are in the 90s, and the score is tied 2-2. Two to two. Go, Todd. A wonderful party. Thank you. Oh. Why do you drink that motor oil? I send you good stuff all the time. Your yeah, liver's going to explode like a hand grenade. You know, I look at you. I watch you. You're not a drunk. Oh, that's... That's real control. Control is power. That's power. Is that why they fear us? We have the fucking power to kill, that's why they fear us. They fear us because we have the power to kill arbitrarily. A man commits a crime, he should know better. We have him killed and we feel pretty good about it. Or we kill him ourselves and we feel even better. It's not power though. <laughs> that's justice. It's different than power. Power is when we have every justification to kill, and we don't. You think that's power? That's what the emperor said. Oh. He's brought him before the emperor. He throws himself down on the ground. He begs for mercy. He knows he's going to die. All right. The emperor. Do you know? Pardons. <laughs> No, but I don't think, I think if we listened to the entire film, I wouldn't get it. Okay, so as we did last time, you can help walk me through this. So I've got a few things. The name Jeremy Irons is coming to mind. Okay. Um, these men are obviously drinking. 
Um, they're obviously in a very confined space. Um, no, it sounds like they're doing this scene in a tank. <laughs> that would not be correct either. Um, they are talking about power. Yes. They're talking about, they're talking about Moida. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like a very intelligent film. This sounds like a film that my parents would see. This sounds like a movie that in the nineties I didn't want to see, but I had to see. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty astute observation. Um, just just you can tell it's very British. <laughs> no, oh, it's not. No, it's it's by the most American of American filmmakers. Oh, um, yeah, that guy. Okay, um, so the the voices sounded uh like I'm thinking like out of Africa. I'm thinking of the Last Emperor. I'm thinking you know mega big thing big uh, film. But just so the kind listener doesn't uh, lose their mind, I am going to go ahead and just, you got this round. So please tell me what, what film, or give me a hint if you like. I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start with the actors. That was Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam and, Neeson. And Ray Fiennes. I don't know who Ray Fiennes is. Um, oh, it, it looks like Ralph, but he pronounces it Rafe. And you, he, he won the Oscar for this film, I believe. Um, so it's not out of Africa. So this is 1993. 1993. This was a Best Picture winner. Is it the one Hot. where he leaves the chick in the in the cave? No. English Patient. <laughs> <laughs> I I truly adore doing this with you because is this the one where you been digging, or is this the one where Brad Pitt finds the head in the box? Oh, spoiler alert! It's um, in the box. Okay. So 1993 Best Picture winner, Ray Fiennes, Liam Neeson, directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, is this Schindler's List? Ding. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that. That is the beautiful scene where they sit atop a balcony, and now Schindler has begun to really influence Amon Geth, and, and that's when he tells him the whole idea that you think that just arbitrarily killing these people's power, it's the, the moment when we, when we can that we choose not to, this power. And then in the coming scenes, Amon Geth goes to somebody, and they screw up, and he, and he just sort of like waves his hand and goes, I forgive you. And then moments later, he takes a rifle and blows someone's head off. So it's oh. this blast of he thinks he has the power but he doesn't have the strength truly to follow through on it it has been years since i've seen that and at nothing absolutely thank you for the thank you for the one point and the uh um the um picking it because nothing in that clip rang a bell with me so that was fun that was good even though i didn't get it right all right, you're listening to The Kind Radio. This is uh, Todd versus Jeff, Guess the Flick. And it's time for Todd's second film. We're traveling in the AV time machine to the 90s. Todd, are you ready? Bring it on. Here you go. Who's the fellow who owns this shithole? You fat man. Speak up. Uh, I own this establishment. Bought it from Greeley for a thousand dollars. You better clear out of there. Yes, sir. Just hold the rent there. Hold it! All right, Todd's giving a thumb up. You're a cowardly son of a bitch. You just shot an unarmed man. Well, he should have armed himself. All right. You get the, you get the, I wanted to play that last part because that's such a great line. All right, Todd. I was like, why? Do, first off, it sounds like Sting's Fortress Around Your Heart when the thunder was yeah. like, I'll right, play a song. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with what I believe is the year. Okay. That is a, that's a best picture winner. I'm going to guess 1992, possibly 1993. Uh, Clint Eastwood directed. 
Unforgiven, starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, uh, something Fisher. She's actually in Watchmen as well, and I can't remember her first name. All right. You get three points for that. Great job. One of my favorite movies of all time. Me too, and I haven't seen that in forever, so that's going to be on my list of movies to go purchase and watch real soon. Gene Hackman plays such a scumbag in that, and I just love He's like, you just shot an unarmed man? He's like, well, he should have armed himself. It's good. (laughs) Good stuff. You know, that I, one time we may, I, I really want to do this with you at some point, Jeff, where I'm going to give you assignment of the great films of the 70s. Since the 70s is really considered to be one of the golden eras of cinema. Sure. Uh, and one of those things I want you to see is the conversation starring Gene Hackman, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, he made it right around the time of the, the first Godfather. And it is just a stunning piece of work. And Hackman is freaking brilliant in it. So we're going to, we're going to do that at some point. Okay. Sounds good. All right, after that, Todd's got the lead five, two, three. It is time now for my last clip. And this will be from the aughts, as some people say, or the 2000s. So when you're ready, Todd, I've got my cans on. Go. Now, I know that this has been breaking up some for you on the recording, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, this clip is a little bit louder than the others. I'll, I want to warn you of that, at least. Copy. Here we go. So, what's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car, we drive over to Mum's, we go in, then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, hold up, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. I kind of want to let her play just for a little bit longer. Sure, sure. All right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go around Mum's, go in, deal with Philip, sorry, Philip, grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Okay, I could let that go on forever. Yeah. I love that that clip. So what do you got? Tell me. So um, it's it sounds, uh, the editing and uh, pacing sounds like it's uh, by the director did the same movie uh, or a movie called Snatch. Um, I don't recall this particular scene. I can't picture it in my head. Uh, I know that the director was at one time or still is married to Madonna. Oh, um, why am I thinking Clive Owen? That's not, that's not right. Yep. That's another one. Um, okay. So I can try and guess the year. It sounds early aughts. So I'll go with like 2003. And just for the kind listener, I'm really not doing that just to do it. I don't have control of the sound effects. That's right. I'm, I'm doing it to, I'm doing it to myself. Um, so it's not snatch. No, it's not. Oh, oh uh, there's another one. Lock, stock, and and barrel. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh. Go around to mom's. Blah, 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 blah. You know what is funny about this, Jeff, is I actually picked another clip from this film that is truly my favorite moment from the movie, and so much so that were my wife to listen to this podcast ever, and she heard me pick it, she would just be like, you are so predictable. <laughs> And I thought, well, that would be almost too easy, but it's a very short clip. And I thought, no, he'll get this. I, hmm. I'm hoping you've seen this movie. It sounds like Block, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. It sounds like Snatch um, because it's got that kind of music playing. And then, you know, it's got that quick editing, audio editing, where he's going to, he's telling what the plan's going to be. Um, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and just make sure that we don't drag this on too long. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I don't know. Give it to me. All right. That is the 2004 film directed by Edgar Wright starring Simon Pegg and, and, uh, um, Nick Frost, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, wasn't even on my radar, but yes, I've seen that. And now I remember them making that plan. Good Lord. 
Well, you've got it in the bag now. So um, congratulations. I have one more clip for you. And I'm sure the kind listeners all got that. So congratulations to the kind listeners. Ten points for you guys. All right. Last clip. Are you ready? Let's bring it on. Here we go. Hello, Halber Stram. Nice tie. How the hell are you? Alan has mistaken me for this dickhead Marcus Halberstram. It seems logical because Marcus also works at PNP and in fact does the same exact thing I do. He also has a penchant for Valentino's suits and Oliver Peoples' glasses. Marcus and I even go to the same barber, although I have a slightly better haircut. So how's the ransom account going, Marcus? It's, uh, it's all right. Really? That's interesting. It's not, uh, it's not great. Oh, well, you know. So how's Cecilia? She's a great girl. Oh, yeah. I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alan. Congratulations on the Fisher account. Thank you, Baxter. Listen, Paul, squash. Call me. What, Friday? No can do. I got an 830 res at Dorcia. Great. Sea urchin ceviche. Dorcia on Friday night. How do you swing that? I think he's lying. I am entirely baffled. Is that a gram? Oh. New card. What do you think? What happened in this clip that will open it for me? Ooh. I think I'm Very nice. Oh, here, let me stop it real quick. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Just give it Good one coloring. second here. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Rail. It's very cool, Bateman, but that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Eggshell with Romalian type. All right. So you say Man. you're completely baffled. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that film. Mm. Okay. Um, I will give you just a few hints here, even though you have it uh, in the bag. Your first hint is this is a bunch of businessmen in a boardroom talking and bragging about how well off they are. Yeah, I, I definitely gathered that, that. I was sitting there trying to go down the rabbit hole of, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, but it just doesn't ring a bell. Did the, um, I, did I'm the, sorry. did the voiceover at the beginning of it, did it, when he says the, the, this dickhead is confused me with somebody else. Did you, did that actor come to mind at all? It, it sounded like Charlie Sheen, hmm. but I don't, I mean, it, that was the thing. It is like, okay, it sounds like Charlie Sheen. Then it also sounds like Mark Ruffalo. And I, I honestly, I have no idea, Jeff. And this None. is this is really interesting, again, to kind of go back to what you were saying, because I thought you were definitely going to get this one really and quickly. You may throw it at me, and I go, damn it, I've seen it, but I have only seen it once. Right, I'm, right. You know, <clears throat> God, what was that? Oh, my God, I can see the poster, and I can't think of the name of the movie. Okay, just go ahead and tell me. So the voice that you hear doing uh, the VO in the beginning is that of Christian Bale. Mm. Okay. I will give you the year. It is the year 2000. American Psycho? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it once, and I was, I'm still to this day, I don't appreciate the satire. I don't find it tiresome. <laughs> now I feel better about myself that, I mean, but that did not sound like Christian Bell at all. It's it, you know, and we all got different ears on, and I know you're uh, a couple states away. Hopefully, it was clear enough for you, but um, clear enough. um, but yeah, I I thought for sure I'm like, oh, he'll hear Christian Bale, and you know, but it again, uh, so difficult to pick a movie that you know you've heard of, um, but at the same time have to remember it. So uh, I think what that proves too is that you know these movies that that don't plus or minus you either way right simply seeing you're like eh, not my thing you don't commit to memory because the movies you despise you're like oh god i remember that moment because it was excruciating or i loved that moment so. <laughs> exactly right now you said you had a bonus clip for me i do okay um, and i'm hoping you'll edit this because i gotta i gotta search around for a minute because once I started it, I thought, you know, there's a famous part to this, and I don't know when it comes. Oh, okay. There, so. Well, I'll tell you what. While you're finding that, I will go ahead and do what I was going to do at the end of the show, and just kind of give a recap. Uh, we've had quite a few, quite a bit of activity um, on uh, our page on SoundCloud and the other areas that you can listen to the other kind of radio. Uh, I do invite all of our new listeners. We do have quite a few of them that have uh, popped up. 
to uh, email us at any time, info at theotherkindradio.com. We'll uh, take your questions and uh, enjoy anything uh, you want to bring up. Do you want to throw a shout-out to Beaker? He has, I think he's one listen away from 100 listens. Uh, so we appreciate uh, him listening to the program. Um, and it looks like he's listened to a couple times. Uh, obviously, if we have 68 shows, and I guess we have more clips than that because we got some short ones in there. Anyway, uh, I want to say hello to Australia. Uh, they checked in this past week. France as well. Germany, Canada, United Kingdom, the Russian Federation, and Brazil. All kind listeners in those states or somebody with a VPN playing a trick on the other kind of radio. Either way, we'll take it at face value and say thank you, Australia. And uh, viva la France. Uh, thank you for listening. Tell all of your French and Australian friends about us. Um, as far as here in the States, we've had uh, uh, people check in from Austin, uh, Nashville, Mountain View, California. Mountain View has been on the list for a long time. So uh, do I need to mute you if you want to hear? Do I need to go back and do that? Sorry, Todd. No, I I think I've at least found the place where I can start okay. it. Okay. Um, sorry for the interruption there, folks. Uh, so I uh, want to also, yeah, Mountain View has been out there uh, for a long time. There are, there are definitely kind of listeners out there in Mountain View, California. So thank you for those listeners. So our community is growing. We are uh, picking up um, uh, picking up tempo, momentum. We're picking up momentum, speed as far as our listenership, and we value all of that and thank everybody. I'm going to sound like a commercial here. Thank everybody for listening to The Other Kind Radio. We're now going to return you back to Todd's studio. He's got one more movie clip for me. This is no points. It's just a bonus. So, uh Todd, go ahead and uh, hit me with your clip. And, and I want to ask real quick, you know, you said these are breaking up. Will it help you if I shoot these links to you once we're done and you can put them in? Uh, I think we'll be okay. I'll go in okay. and kind of play with them a little bit. Thank you, though. So this, when we started this, this is a, an incredibly famous soundbite from a film of a classic era. I'll just put it that way. Okay. And it, I really thought about giving to you, and I then I also thought that's unfair because I know he's never seen it. But this is what you almost got, and this may start right in the middle of dialogue, so just bear with me. Copy. That hurt? Uh huh. No, I should think it would. Should take better care of your teeth. You have a, a quite a cavity here. Is it safe? Look, I tell you, I can't do it. I'm going to bring that down a little bit. Any idea what that is? Oh, God, no. Uh, obviously, there's a tooth involved. I heard a chair. I heard someone sit down in a chair. Uh, it also sounds very British and English dialogue. Um, it sounds like he's torturing somebody. Um, Simple oil of cloves and how amazing the results. Life can be that simple. Relief, discomfort. Which of these I next apply? That decision is in your hands. Interrogation. Take your time. That simple line of is it safe is considered to be one of the great moments of 70s cinema. That's Lawrence Olivier asking Dustin Hoffman in Marathon Man. He believes Dustin Hoffman to have information and he he, uh, Olivier plays a man that is very methodical and is out to get what he wants and he continues to ask him is it safe a, and if you want to see a film that is just thrilling through and through John Schlesinger again 1976 Marathon Man alright I'll add that to the list I have I don't think I've ever seen Marathon Man I've seen Silent Running <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Chariots of Fire. That has running in it. Wait, is this where they put the English chick in the cave? <laughs> no, he put his girlfriend in the cave. It's one of the, oh, is that what it is? the saddest. What's in the box? <laughs> and once again, I uh, I diminish. What do I, what do I do? What's my superpower? Reductionist, Jeff. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So uh, that's, that's going to conclude conclude and i'm sure the kind listeners got that we'd love to hear your thoughts or if there's some uh, clips that you want to send us or something like that uh, as far as your favorite movies we'd like to hear it that concludes todd versus jeff guess the flick 
Um, Todd, handily win again. Uh, my brain not functioning, not able to get to form the word platoon, and therefore uh, was not able to come through for the kind listener today. So if you had money, I think the Vegas odds were like, I think mine were like a, a thousand to one, and you were like two to one odds. Uh, so if you bet on Todd and you bet big, then uh, uh, enjoy the money. Uh, before we close it out, we, we are, I believe we're going to be back on Sunday um, to uh, record and get another episode out. But uh, any final thoughts there, Todd? You know, at some point, Jeff, just because we, we've got to keep pinpointing in things. I don't want to win all these. I want to <laughs> – next time we're going to pick a genre instead of years. We're going to do something to where we – curtail this so that it is in your wheelhouse listen listen i appreciate you doing that and that you are a true kind friend um but if you can't remember the word platoon that's on me they can't make that any easier that i mean i knew it right away i just couldn't come up with a word but yeah we'll, we'll find some other variances to it i always enjoy doing this they're kind of fun um but like i said we'll return sunday uh and we will continue there you have been listening to The Other Kind Radio. I'm Jeff. That was Todd. Thanks again for everybody listening. Thank you for the new listeners, the new followers, those that are on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we'll continue to put some stuff out there for you till we record on Sunday. Just remember, as you're trying to get as much sleep this next week, we are The Other Kind Radio. The other kind of radio. Radio. The other kind of radio.